Welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast, where we're illuminating and dismantling all of the ways supremacy culture has impacted our relationships with ourselves, with source, and with others. Not just the overt ways, like racism, sexism, ageism, alcoholism, and all the other isms, but also the sneaky, cunning ways you wouldn't have thought of, like perfectionism, imposter syndrome, judgment, burnout, the not enoughs, and the hustle to achieve. I'm your hostess, Sharani M. Batuk, and I'm a relationship therapist, leadership development consultant, and author of the book series, Fierce Authenticity. Whether you're a returning listener or you're new here, I want to extend a very warm welcome to you and invite you to connect with me through the Fierce Authenticity newsletter community. If you're ready to rise above an inherited systematic invasion rooted in fear and lack so that you can calm and refocus those energies towards reclaiming a fiercely authentic personal relationship grounded in an abundance and love that is so radiant all your other relationships are elevated with you, then this is the space for you. I invite you to visit www.fierceauthenticity.com slash connect to join me. I'm so excited that you're here. And now let's dive in. In the previous episode of the podcast, Krishna and I spoke about the return to our bodies as a return to our power. And over the next several episodes, I'm going to be expanding on that topic. And I'm calling this mini-series Powerful as Fuck. Because the thing I want you to know is women, especially us BIPOC women, are some of the most powerful beings on this planet. But society and our culture has led us to believe otherwise. The white supremacist colonial capitalist patriarchy, which in episode 18.0 of season one, James Olivia shared with us, is based on contempt, benefits from telling us and then letting us believe that we are not powerful. And that is why this next mini-series over the next several episodes is so important to me because I want you to know that us Black, Brown, Indigenous, Asian, we are powerful and we need not forget it. So not only does the culture of contempt tell us that we aren't powerful. It tells us we're angry, we're weak, we're too emotional, we're too sensitive, we're crazy, we're just making shit up. We don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, raise your hand if you've ever heard any or maybe all of those. Yeah, I'm over here raising my hand. I've heard a few of those. Living in the culture that we do We're gaslit every single day. And when we live in an environment that gaslights us every single day, we start to believe in those things 
thereby believing in our powerlessness. And then we also start to buy into the lie of, are we crazy? Are we making shit up? Did I really see that thing happening? No, no, no. I'm going to second guess myself. And that is what this culture teaches us to do. And then there's those people, like you and me, who say, fuck that shit. I am not powerless. And then we proceed to go out there and try to show the world how not powerless we are. Only we do it in a way that shuts off everything that is powerful about us. Because we do it in a way that fits into the framework of whiteness and patriarchy. Basically, we go out there and we act like the old white men that we see. We shut off our feelings, we shut off our intuition, and we shut down everything that's feminine about ourselves because we have been taught to believe that to be woman is to be inferior. Before I proceed any further, I want to mention Patriarchy not only affects women, just like racism not only affects BIPOC folks. Patriarchy affects everyone who is living within that system. I'll have a whole episode on that later on this season. For now, I want to point that out to you because when we start to realize the ways we have been conforming to a system meant to keep us down, we can start to feel angry. And rightfully so. It's great to feel anger. There's nothing inherently wrong about anger. It's a feeling just like any other, just like happy, just like sad. It is simply communicating a message to us, which, when received and heard, helps inform our decisions and our next right actions. The problem is, When most of us feel anger, we want to jump straight to finding a person to blame, a place to point our finger, a place to channel our anger. So then we usually get mad at white people or whoever else it is that you feel is responsible for your anger, which diverts us away from looking at the real problem and away from where we can actually affect change. A good example of this is when we get upset over something our partner did. I don't know about you, but my default programming has been to get angry at him and think that whatever he's done, he's doing it to me personally, which leads me to get more angry and then go on the attack, telling him how bad he sucks because he quote unquote always does this or quote never does that. And when I go into that place, which thank God doesn't happen so much anymore, he gets on the defense and he attacks back. Now he and I are both attacking each other, feeling sorry for ourselves and feeling justified in our own respective anger, which has then diverted us from the primary issue at hand, which is typically that one or the other one of us 
didn't communicate our needs or desires in a way that the other could understand. Had we addressed that real issue, we would have avoided attacking one another, avoided hurting each other, and then feeling bad about our behavior once our anger finally dissipated. We would have actually been able to come up with solutions. Sound like any experiences in your life or any experiences in our global collective at this time? I'm sure it doesn't. Sure, it doesn't sound familiar at all. And I share that example with you because when we get mad at the old white men and go on the attack, or actually even when we get mad at white women, uh, or go on the attack or on the defense, we can't come up with solutions. Not for ourselves, not for others, and not for the culture at large. When we relate to anger as a messenger, however, we can use that anger to fuel change instead of further fuel our attacks and our divisiveness. With all of that said, let's go back to how we fall into the trap of shutting off everything female about ourselves because we've bought into the lie that women are inferior. When we want to show the patriarchal world just how powerful we are, yet we're still operating within the frame of patriarchy and its effects on us, then we literally create a divide or a split within ourselves, which creates a feeling of disconnection, isolation, and exhaustion. Yeah, does that sound familiar? And this feeling of disconnection, isolation, and exhaustion is ultimately exactly what the culture of supremacy, patriarchy, and contempt wants from us. When we're disconnected, isolated, and exhausted, our attention is diverted away from the problem at hand. In this case, the ways the system has led us to believe we're inferior, powerless beings. And we're unable to do anything about it. We just remain in the cycle, day in and day out, continuing to give life to a system created to keep us down. I know I just shared a lot of information with you, so I'm going to just pause it right there and tune in next week where I'll be sharing about what we can do about this and how we can remove ourselves from the system. Before we go, I want to remind you one more time. If you're a BIPOC woman in leadership and you're interested in learning more about the BIPOC Sanctuary for Women in Leadership, then head on over to www.bipocsanctuary.com and join the waitlist to learn more and share your voice about your needs. And with that, I want to give credit where credit is due and acknowledge the team that supports me in making this podcast possible for you. Starting with Diego Velasquez, my podcast editor, and the creator of our custom podcast music. Ana Olvina, my assistant who creates all of the pretty graphics you see on social, as well as the blog post with the transcripts for every episode. 
Jillian at Epoxy Studios for the amazing photograph that is our cover art and all of the other photographs you see of me here, there, and everywhere. They're probably by Jillian at Epoxy Studios. And I also want to thank all of you, my listeners, who tune in week after week to receive these words. And lastly, I want to acknowledge God for the divine wisdom that flows through me and becomes these messages for you. And with that, I'm out. I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, take really good care. <laughs>